Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm like scared to drink this. Go ahead. Oh no. What is it? Oh, well, let's start. What are you drinking? I'm just drinking a Truly's uh, mixed berry. Um, I decided to get festive with it because, you know, now that I'm done with the school, I have Hell yeah. all the time in the world on my hands to think of dumb shit to do. <laughs> and so I decided let's try hot chocolate and peppermint Smirnoff. So it's um, like you put like, you know how like you'll stir your candy cane in hot chocolate? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So like I'm a little oh. nervous because I don't <laughs> know how much Smirnoff I actually put in it. But I did start stirring it with a candy cane and then the candy cane has already melted. So it's going to be extra pepperminty. And I'm regretting not bringing water down with me, but we'll see where this goes. <laughs> Okay, let's wow. do, let's try the first sip. You are so brave. Oh my god, this is so strong. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh no! Oh, this is gonna be a fun episode, guys. Oh lord! For someone, probably not me later, but <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh boy. I was trying to be, like, creative this time because all I've drank on this freaking thing is a beer. And that one attempt I had at mixing drinks for us, but it was way too sweet for me to even drink. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was good. That was unfortunate. But it was, it was very sugary. So It was super sugary, which was weird because I like apple cider. But the alcohol really kicked it up. <laughs> This is Bookaholics Anonymous. I'm Francesca. I'm Alicia. And we never introduce ourselves. I like, I realize it after the fact. And I also realize that we always consistently forget to ask people, but please rate and review us. Oh, yeah. That's, I um, don't know. I feel like we did do it for a while, but then we got that really mean review. And we got really scared. Well, I know I got really and we were scared. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't give two fucks. I do this for fun. <laughs> So do I, but we're not I, forcing you to listen to this podcast. No one says you have to watch, listen to it. Yeah, in the, I just get like, PTSD from how severely emotionally traumatized I was in middle school from bullying. Oof. So I do this for fun, but please don't be mean to me. <laughs> Literally, this is for fun. I just don't get it. You don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. <laughs> But yeah, after that, we were like, well, maybe not. But now, <laughs> maybe give it a try. Ooh. Review it only if you're going to give us constructive criticism. Yes. Like, I mean, review us if you like us and, and have nothing else to say other than like, hey, I like your podcast. But like, no, we want that too. I need the validation. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were saying like, just give us constructive criticism. Don't just say you like our podcast because I like the validation. I like being. No, oh, I okay. just. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. No. If you just want to say you like this podcast and you just want to be like, hey, great podcast. Go ahead. We love we'll that. follow you on Twitter. Let's. <laughs> Francesca will follow you on Twitter because I don't use our Twitter. No, the 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 bookaholics pod will follow you on twitter i follow and i know if you listen to what i said yeah you just said francesca will follow you on twitter yeah and i said after that while you were cutting me off because i don't use our twitter yeah no i'm saying the bookaholics pod would follow 
R Twitter. Oh, R. I thought you said I don't use Twitter. I don't know what's wrong with me today. There, <laughs> that's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of things wrong with me, but mood same. <laughs> that's why we're friends. <laughs> so, did you see that Henry Holt bought uh, Alan Rickman's diaries to publish? No, what the fuck? Yeah. That was like a recent acquisition. Like it was just on Publishers uh, Weekly. So I don't know what's going to happen with that, but <laughs> I'm going to read it. Oh, hell yeah. Because regardless of how you feel about J.K. Rowling or the character of Snape in general. Oh, I hate that dude. Alan Rickman is an icon. He is. He's in so many great movies. Yes, for real. So like... That's going to be a must read for me. <laughs> a must snatch up. A must snatch. It's probably going to come out like next this time next year. I feel like if it was just yeah, a fire. Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to circle back next year. <clears throat> yeah, maybe you should re- put, you should cover it next year. Yeah, put it on my calendar. <laughs> oh right boy. after um, The Exorcist in the middle of March. Don't oh think I God. forgot. Yes, I can't wait. I'm so excited. That's just me putting off doing work is my way of <laughs> being like, oh, I'll do it in a few months. Love it. <sighs> All right. Should we get started? Or do you have anything else? No. Nothing. Key. So I got this my week. Jelly beans and my <gasps> <to> go. <laughs> jelly beans are part of an essential food group for me because I'm shaped like one. So <laughs> I'm allowed to make the fat jokes about my own body. Well, yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yes, I am. Um, okay, yeah, so this week I did These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong. Oh! Yeah. I thought you to- I thought you were saying you were going to do um, My Dark Vanessa, so that's why I, 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 I'm surprised. I did say I was going to cover it, but not this week. I already had this one planned, but mm-hmm. after finishing My Dark Vanessa... I don't think I'm going to cover it because it's just, mm, I mean, I knew it going into it, but it's really graphic. So I'd rather just not. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, it's, it's a good read. Like, yeah. It's super insightful and I definitely can see how survivors would resonate with it and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think it's a little too dark for this podcast. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, just because it's like, you know, all about pedophilia and like grooming do you have the book on kindle no i have the physical copy that you could borrow yeah when are we gonna see each other again next year (laughs) okay so you did these violent delights by chloe gong it was just published last month that's what i remember okay i think of um westworld because evan rachel wood's like thing the first season i've only seen the first season don't come for me but and i want to i want to catch up on like everything that's happened because it looks. i've never seen any season so it's a great show definitely definitely recommend but she one of her reoccurring things would she would say these violent delights have violent ends that's because it's a that's a romeo and juliet quote yeah so that's why whenever i hear that i just think of evan rachel wood (laughs) oh boy instead of shakespeare you know (laughs) Love that. Just 21st century things. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, boy. Just ignore me, because I'm going to be making that face the entire time. 
<laughs> Francesca's face is like a gagging face. She looks like she's about to just vomit because this drink's so bad. I really fucked up. I put way too much. <laughs> oh no. Way too much in it. So These Violent Delights is a Romeo and Juliet t- retelling with a twist. Ooh. Hence why it's called These Violent Delights. Mm-hmm. It's set in 1920s Shanghai. Ooh. Which is one of the twists. Yeah, the other twist is that it's kind of like a, it's kind of fantasy because there's a monster involved. So. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm just going to run down the characters real quick because I just think that's going to be easier. Okay. Instead of explaining them as they pop up. And then I can kind of give some backstory and not have to include that in my rundown. Sure. So we have Juliet Sai, who is Juliet Capulet. I never would have guessed. I know. And then you have Roma Montagov, who is... That's... Romeo Montague. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is that Benvolio? Is it Benvolio? I don't think that's right. Yeah, Benvolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking... (laughs) I'm just going to ignore what I was thinking. Okay. Okay, so (laughs) there are, like, the main couple, obviously. And then we have Rosalind and Kathleen. I can't remember their last names right now, but they're, they're... Juliet's cousins Mm -hmm. on her mom's side. So they're not size, but they're still related to her. And then with Roma, we have Benedict and Marshall. And Benedict is is his cousin. Benvolio. Marshall, yeah, he's Mm -hmm. Benvolio. Marshall is Mercutio. And he is not related to them. The Montagovs just took him in because his family died. He's an orphan, so... He's there. So I believe... So Kathleen is transgender. Okay. So originally there were um, three... I'm trying to think. Three sisters. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Two sisters and one brother. Okay. One of the sisters died. Okay. And then basically Kathleen... Like, took on the dead sister's persona, kind of? Yeah, took on the dead sister's, like, yeah, persona. But they called them uh, Celia. That was her name. Their, like, chosen name. Okay. So, So, yeah. It's really fucked up because the dad, like, in the the story, they get a a flashback. And he's like, I don't like you using that name, Celia, because I didn't give it to you. But if you're, this is what you're going to choose to do, you have to use your sister's name, your dead sister's name. Like, okay. Oh, okay. So her, their chosen name was Celia, but then the dad mm-hmm. was like, no, you have to go by this. Because it would bring, bring shame on them. Oh, okay. If, okay. Like, okay. So now she has to yeah, pretend yeah, yeah. to be her dead sister. Yes. So, oh my God. Crazy. Which it's like, kind of, it sucks because it's like a double edged sword. Cause like, yeah, you get to like live your, your like real, like yourself kind of but not really because you're your dead sister because you don't have to hide you know so then how do they explain the disappearance of the brother they say they died okay. because the, the sister did die but they so they said the brother died instead, instead. okay yeah doesn't make this sense. took me until okay. like page 80 to figure out and i texted my friend who had read this and was like kathleen's transgender <laughs> and she's like yeah that's like in the beginning of the book and i'm like mm, did not pick that up until page 80 when they're talking about oh there was a dead brother and all this but yeah so kathleen's that's what you get for skim reading i didn't though the first five chapters i read in depth and took crazy notes but anyways good for you um 
Yeah, so, and Rosalind is she's there. I really didn't care for Rosalind all that much. She doesn't do ton a ton. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> Mood. If I were in a book, I would just do nothing. So I'd be the one that gets murdered first because I would just stay on the couch. <laughs> Mood. And then Marshall seems to. He's like super sweet. I like Marshall a lot. He's like one of my favorite characters. Marshall seems to have like some sort of. OCD, it seems like. That's what they're kind of trying to allude to, but they never outright say it. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, obsessed with, like, perfection. Like, he wants to drive a, draw a perfect circle. And he, like, has to do things a certain amount of times, which, like, okay, I didn't think it was super strong. I've seen a bunch, some people bring it up, but I don't have OCD, so I can't weigh in yeah. on how, like, accurate it is. So do with that what you will. I thought I would put it out there. And then Benvolio, uh, sorry, Benvolio, Benedict (laughs) is just, you know, a homeboy, but him and Marshall are like pretty gay in my opinion. (laughs) Wait, for each other? Yeah. Like they seem like they're into each other, in my opinion. Aren't they brothers? No. Do you even listen when I talk? Yes. Marshall's not related. I just said he was an orphan. Oh, okay. I know what I got confused. You were talking about, at the time, you were talking about, Rome. What, what's Romeo's name in this? Roma and Benedict are cousins. Okay. I thought you were saying Roma was the one that was the orphan that they took in. That's what I got confused No. About. I got confused. Let me live. I didn't read the book. Did you read Romeo and Juliet? Yes, but like you said that they weren't, co- whatever, whatever, whatever. On to the next point. We got it. So that's the rundown of the characters. I just have to get that out there because it'll make everything a little more, make more sense. So we start off with a mysterious monster violently murdering some police officers and gang members. Just chill, you know. Oh, shit. I forgot to do. There's trigger warnings. Lots of gore, lots of murder, lots of gang violence. And I cannot, I can't censor them. They're in the book. It's a huge part of the book. So... If you don't want to listen to that kind of thing, you're going to have to, like, listen to another episode because this book hinders on violence. Love that. Definitely recommend the Peter Pan episode. That was a fun one. If you're looking for an Alicia (laughs) episode. Yeah. That was a good one. Some, you know, just light murder in the beginning of the book. Then it's, like, a huge group of them, too. It's, like, I think seven or eight of them. It's crazy. So we have the Scarlet Gang which is Juliet's gang, okay. and we have the White Flower gang, which is Rome, Roma's gang. Okay, I'm getting gang. some West Side Story vibes here. Yes, kind of, but it's, well, West Side Story is kind of based off Romeo and Juliet, so that would make sense. Yeah, like every every relationship that, like, is portrayed like this in any Lovers sort to of enemies. Meet, yeah, is kind of based yeah. off of. So, Juliet Sai is the heir to the Scarlet Gang, and is at the Scarlet Gang's um, burlesque club. Ooh, Cher? Yeah. So Juliet is there to talk to Walter Dexter, who is this guy who's trying to sell her on... He's like a merchant who's trying to sell her on this new drug that he came up with. Her two cousins are there, Rosalind and Kathleen, and they work there as a dancer and a waitress, respectively. So Rosalind is like a, a pretty good dancer, and Kathleen just waitresses there. Okay, so it really is Cher and Christina Aguilera. Okay. Yeah, right. So, well, I mean, I pictured Christina Aguilera as Kathleen throughout this whole thing, so that's only... 
So then who's Cam Gidget? I don't know. <laughs> That's important. That's a Twilight reference. So Walter is there because he's trying to sell Juliet on this new opiate called Lernacrom. Could be saying that wrong, but it's a made up drug. So I really don't care. Give it whatever name you want. Right. So he's trying to get Juliet to tell her dad to take on this new opiate to sell on their black market. Just as Juliet is finished telling Walter to go fuck himself. Yes. In walks Roma Matagoff, the heir to the White Flowers. Okay. The scandal, because he is on their territory. Oh my God. I know. Cut him. Juliet has spent a number of years away in New York City, and it seems that this is because of this fling she's had with Roma. Oh, okay. So it's like a reoccurring thing. Well, it was. Yeah, that's what I mean. It happened. But it doesn't anymore because she hates the kid. Cannot stand to be in the same room as him. She makes several references to picturing killing him. Oh my god, like Claire so. Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio when they were filming Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, kind of. No, so, that literally she hated working with him. But continue. Yeah. <laughs> so Juliet, um, sorry. So needless to say, Juliet is not too thrilled to see this fool strolling in on her turf. Understandable. So she asks him... Uh, what's up sis what you doing here and roma says he needs to speak to lord Sai. juliet says uh, 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 not so fast tell me what it is and i'll pass it along and they go off in a corner to talk more privately and roma says that there are five white flower flowers as well as some scarlet and police officers who died at the ports last night with their throats torn out Ooh. all all their wounds were all self-inflicted Mm-hmm. So, pretty weird. Is, so, Roma wants to know if they know anything about it because, like, you know. I'm yes. raising my hand so I don't what? interrupt you. <laughs> Is this monster, like, an octopus monster? <laughs> because you're no, saying be the really... ports, so I'm thinking, like, it came out and just, like, pew, 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 with, like, its eight arms, are, but... Are there, like, octopus in, like... In, by China? I have no clue. This is no why I'm asking. I don't know geography, so. <laughs> oh, great. Mm, yeah, I, know I don't that know. My but house it... points west. That's about it. <laughs> oh, boy. But no, I don't think it's not an octopus. Okay. It's definitely more gross looking. <laughs> okay. So, he, Roma wants to know if they know anything about, about this attack, but Julia is like, no, leave. We can't help you. Goodbye. <laughs> Yes, shut that shit down. <laughs> Please leave. Roma is kind of butthurt about this and is like, what the fuck happened to you? Like, you're so different since you came back from New York City. But I uh, just, I bef- went away. It's her abroad moment. She doesn't shut the fuck up about New York. Yeah, exactly. Before Juliet can respond, the dancers freeze and the music stops. A man is thrashing on the ground, clawing at his own throat. And she tells someone, she calls for someone to stop him, but it's already too late. The man is dead from his own doing. Maybe he was just choking. <laughs> so Juliet tells Roma that he needs to leave, like seriously, get out now. So some Scarlet's escort him out because she's kind of making a scene now. Mm-hmm. As she should. Meanwhile, right. Meanwhile, this dude on the floor is still isn't dead. He's still not dead. He's still Rithering on the floor, and as the dude dies, he says, Misfortunes tend to come all at once. 
pretty fucking well, ominous, if you ask me. That's suspicious. That's weird. That's weird. We then cut to Elisa Montagov, who is Roma's sister. Mm-hmm. She's she's not super important, but she's she's definitely a player in the story. Okay. She's spying on some white flower going on, some happenings up in the ceiling. She's like 12. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That makes that yeah. 10 times better because exactly. it's like nosy little sister come to ruin your day. That was me. Exactly. So, <laughs> they're I really So, they're talking about the monster and the killings going on. And her father, Lord Montagov, doesn't believe it's a monster, but nevertheless is afraid, which makes Elisa nervous. The next day, Juliet talks with Lord Sai, her dad, about the meeting with Roma. Her father seems to not be very concerned with the deaths or the monster. Okay. Mood. <laughs> Is this not impeding on my money making? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. Juliet says she suspects Roma knows more as her cousin barges in Tyler. Oh. Can you guess who he's supposed to be? Taylor Swift. Tybalt. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Okay, but it's like, like you didn't even read the play. Okay, but it was like high school. What do you want from me? That was so, like ten me years too, ago. Bitch. Um, but like, what are what is this is supposed to be? Nineteen twenties Shanghai. Yeah. How many people do you are you in your family lineage from nineteen twenties named Tyler? This is just these are their Americanized names. Uh oh, I feel stupid. Yeah. Not so, hard to do, but um. So Tyler barges in and asks why they don't why they don't demand the white flowers just hand over their intel their their information. Julia cannot stand Tyler due to like his just general immaturity and men <laughs> exactly. Tyler loves to upstage Juliet and schmoozes all of their aunts and uncles even though Juliet is the true heir of the of the Scarlet Gang. Mm-hmm. So, Juliet storms out as Tyler continues to push his territory war, you know, agenda on on her dad. So, Tyler follows her out and asks her what her problem is. And Juliet is like, my problem? My problem. Are you for serious? Juliet tells him that, this, that his war is foolish and stupid and ill-advised. And so is he. Exactly. And ill-advised because their city is already being overtaken by foreigners. Because, fun fact, because I'm a history nerd, this is during the spheres of influence in China, which is when basically a bunch of foreign powers, like Brit- uh, Britain, the US, France, Russia, came in and carved out their own places in Chinese territory. Because that's just how we do it, baby. Col- we are colonizers. <laughs> I love that we said that at the same time. Oh. <sighs> so that's what we white that's what we white people are good at. That's right. And this bitch Tyler misses the whole entire point. All he latches onto in her whole spiel is that she called him stupid. <sighs> I hate this. She man. should ask him if she should tell him that he looks like he doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> that would be perfect. So, they continue fighting. Tyler eventually pins Juliet to the wall and accuses her of trying to protect Roma Matagov. So, Juliet straight up clocks Tyler as she should. 
sexual tension. <laughs> Ew, please, they're cousins. Stop. <laughs> so it doesn't stop. Please do not do not slander my girl Juliet like that. It was a joke. Calm down. Tyler, on the other hand, he seems like an inbreeder, so could see it. <laughs> So she straight up clocks Tyler and then threatens him with a knife and tells him to remember who the fuck she is. Hell yeah. <clears throat> this is her Taylor Swift reputation era. <laughs> yeah, literally. I did something bad on repeat. <laughs> so It's bad blood on repeat. So Roma meets up with his boys, <laughs> Benedict and Marshall. They're investigating these weird deaths and come across this crate that has these weird insects in them that none of them have ever seen. As they're talking about this discovery, they hear some people approaching. Afraid that it's Scarlet gang members, they jump into the river next to them. (laughs) As they're all grumbling about getting drenched, which like, yeah, that's what happens when you jump into a river, my friends. (laughs) Roma finds the shoe... Of the guy who died in the Scarlet Club last night. And is like, hmm, that's weird. That's 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 suspicious. suspicious. Exactly. And so they get out. Marshall swears he sees eyes in the river. Which, like, that's not great. That's scary. That's weird. (laughs) So they take some of these bugs that they found to a scientist, Roma knows, called Lorenz. Lorenz works in a lab that the Montagovs fund, so... Oh, okay. Lorenz discovered... And he's like the... Is he like the the priest? Yes. I remember shit. <laughs> Come for, for me. Tybalt. Listen. <laughs> I'm just joking. I was more stuck on the fact that his name was Tyler in 1920s than who the character he was related to was. <laughs> so, Lawrence discovers that these insects are all connected to each other. Like, mm-hmm. if you kill one, you kill them all, and aren't natural. So, someone had to have made them in a lab. We got Jurassic Park. Seriously, that's what I thought. So, Juliet gets called. Sorry. We flash back to Juliet. This is in dual pers- uh, perspectives. Oh, so okay. So, like, when that's happening, when that's happening, this is happening <clears throat> with Juliet? Yeah, kind of. It really okay. doesn't matter all that much. Juliet gets called to meet with a guest in our house. And it's none other than Walter Dexter's son, Paul Dexter. They're British, by the way. Okay, makes sense. He's there to ask her to consider a partnership again. Juliet says, absolutely not. So Paul says, I ain't fair, but can I see you again? Juliet says, absolutely not. (laughs) And slams the door (laughs) shut. I love that. She's not into him. I am not here for your colonizer ass. Exactly. So we then go to Roma's point of view and we find out that Lady Montagovs died shortly after Roma's sister was born. She was at their safe house and Scarlet gang members came in and straight up marked her. Well, slit shit. Her, slit her throat. Oh, Not good. shit. <clears throat> so Roma, go, Roma is going to see his dad and Lord Montagov wants to know why the fuck his people keep killing themselves and what's going on. <laughs> Okay, that's a fair question, though. <laughs> Roma tells him there are rumors of it being a, of this being a monster or a virus or just plain insanity, madness. Mm-hmm. Lord Montagov does not like this and doesn't buy it at all. And he tells Roma that he doesn't want to have any part of this and that it's Roma's problem now. <laughs> it's your responsibility. 
Well, shit, Dad. <laughs> Seriously. We're about to make some mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> he also tells Roma to go see what the Scarlets know, to which Roma's like, uh, I can't just waltz in there. What do you propose like, me to do? And Lord Mont- like, do I have to? <laughs> yeah. Lord Montagov doesn't give a fuck and tells him to go figure it out. Just <clears throat> leave. Out of my sight, peasant. <laughs> Meanwhile, rumors keep spreading throughout Shanghai about what's going on. Just wild rumors about monsters and, and contagions and madness and, and whatnot. Roma goes and corners Juliet on her territory while she's in an alleyway to ask her to work with him on figuring out what's going on. He wants to know if the shoe he found in the river really matches the man that died in the club the other night. And he asks Juliet to, uh, to take him to the morgue. Juliet thinks about it. She's like, mm, I, I'll take you. So <laughs> they go. How does, okay, but like, how good is his memory that he remembers what the dead guy's shoes look like? I think they were mismatching on the guy. So I think that's why. Oh, okay. Yeah. So suspicious. while walking there, Juliet reminisces about when they were young and in love before. How old are they supposed to be? I think they're about 19, 20. Okay. And they, they were in love at like 15, 14. Okay. Which makes sense because in the original Romeo and Juliet, Juliet's like 14, I think. In, in like 13, there. 14, yeah. yeah he's like 16. He's like, I think like 18 or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's super gross. So. Right. So while, so she's reminiscing about their young love before Roma betrayed her and told the white flowers how to stage an attack on them. So she's a little salty. Mm. Just a little. Just a little bit. Why? They get to the morgue and confirm that the shoe does indeed match. But while they're there, they witness a slew of scarlets coming in either dead or trying to dig their fingers into their own throats. That's suspicious. Disgusting. (laughs) That's weird. So, meanwhile, Benedict and Marshall are on PI duty (laughs) and walk around the spot, the spot by the river they were at the other day, trying to investigate. They find Mm -hmm. more bugs in the corpses there and start to suspect the bugs are what is causing this madness. All right. Honestly, I don't trust bugs to begin with, so that makes sense to me. Mood. So, the next day, Juliet, Kathleen, and Rosalind go to see the madam at the burlesque club to collect rent from her. But instead of collecting rent, she wants, uh, Juliet wants information. She knows that the madam has been hiding communists in her parlor and wants to know what they have to do with the madness. Because remember, the Russians are there. The Montagovs, are Russian, but they're not oh. communists. So are they... This is going to be a really stupid question. Yeah. So pardon my dumbass December question, but are the Montagovs... Like, is Roma... Uh, Roma Ru- like, he's not Asian? He's no, Russian? He's, he's Russian, I, from what okay. I understand. Maybe his mom is Chinese, but okay, I wasn't sure I if it was like a descent thing. Yeah, where it was like I can't they had remember. Been there and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I just was. I just wanted to from, clarify. From my understanding, he's Russian. He speaks Russian, but maybe on his mom's like I don't know a ton about his mom, so maybe his mom was Chinese or something, and that's why they yeah. were there. I don't know. It's a little confusing to me, but <clears throat> so after Juliet threatens Madame with a wire around her neck. She tells her that the communists claim to have nothing to do with the killings, but wonder if one of their own member is doing it. 
They think the Secretary General, Zhang uh, Gutai, did it because they have there have been whisperings that he has notes planning it. Mm. When they get back to the house, Rosalind and Kathleen tell Juliet, like, hey, brah, that was a little much. You really didn't have to threaten her with a wire. To which Juliet said, was like, thank you for the suggestion. No, heart. <laughs> Fuck off, heart emoji. Yeah, literally. As they're talking, a maid collapses, clawing at her throat, and eventually dies. So it is infiltrated. So Juliet goes to tell her parents about this, and they're hashtag unbothered. <laughs> and so that's just chill. Am I still making money? Yes. Okay, don't bother me. <laughs> exactly. Lord Sai tells Juliet she has to accompany him to a masquerade party by the French concession next week so she can translate for him. Juliet really doesn't want to go because she said she did enough partying in New York. And oh my gosh. But her dad basically makes it clear that she has to go. She turns to leave and sees Tyler lurking, lurking about and Juliet asks him what's good. He tells her in French that when she stops being useful, he'll be there to replace her. And then walks away. Like the little Ooh, bitch he is. Hoo, hoo, hoo. He's gonna... I do not like this man. Catch these fucking hands. He's gonna catch these fucking hands. <laughs> That's right. Juliet, pissed the fuck off, goes to handle more serious business and asks Kathleen to get info uh, on this Zhang Gutai guy. Meanwhile, Roma and his boys are talking about... Talking... <laughs> I love that. That's just their, their little posse. TM, 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 TM. Yo. <laughs> are talking with Lorenz and find out that these bugs jump from host to host through the through the hair like lice and then burrow into the scalp. Don't like that. No, it's gross. Lorenz asks them to find a live victim so he can try to find a cure. Bruh. I know, that's creepy, but... Bruh. Whatever. <laughs> when he gets... That's gross. Yikes. When he gets home, Lord Montagov sends Roma to find more info on a communist who may have inspired this madness. I wonder who it could be. Someone living in the madam's basement. Or parlor, excuse me. Rosal- or is it Juliet? <laughs> oh, plot twist. Plot twist. She's a communist. <laughs> Rosalind leaves the bur- burlesque club that night that she dances at, and on her way home, bugs shoot out of the river. And just don't like that. Yeah, it's gross. She sees the monster. It has several, and she sees the monster. It has several rows of horns that grows from it, grows from it curved back. So the devil, not an octopus. God damn it! I really pictured kind of like an alligator, kind of looking thing with horns, but yeah. Oh, like know. like a uh, scary stories. Yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of. <laughs> The next day, Juliet goes to talk to Zhang Gutai at his newspaper job. She rummages through his office and finds a drawing of the monster, so she just, you know, slips that into her pocket. Just casual klepto things. (laughs) Just klepto things. (laughs) And what do you know? Roma shows up there. (gasps) Pretends to be shocked. I know. They argue about how the other needs to leave (laughs) for a while. And then they both um, wait for Gutai to show up at his office. They both talk to him individually and they he gives them no info. A fucking course. <laughs> He's useless. And as Juliet leaves, Roma Roma purposely bumps into her so he can pickpocket the, the drawing that she took. 
but the fool only takes the masquerade invite. Idiot. <laughs> Rookie mistake. <laughs> when Julia gets home, she finds Kathleen and asks her about the address that she asked her to get her. Yeah. For, for good tie. Yeah. Kathleen says she'll have the info in a couple days. It's going to take her a little bit. Julia, <laughs> Julia it's an also, address. She, she's trying. She's got to work her, you know, her, her intel. She's got to wait for it to come through. When so Julia also asks her to check in with the bankers at Bund because she thinks they may have seen the monster and have some info. Rosalind then comes in out of sorts and tells them that she saw the monster. When Juliet shows her the drawing, Rosalind confirms that's what she saw. Oh, love that. Yeah. Kathleen goes to investigate the next day, you know, the bun, the bank, the bankers. Mm-hmm. And while the bankers know jack shit, an old woman there has the tea. I know. The old women always have it's the tea. It's always the old ladies that are just like the passive observers. And I know. Nobody suspects. Tell me about and it. And then it's a shank in the back. <laughs> She tells, uh, she tells Kathleen that she witnessed the, the whole thing and said she thought she saw it in the water, the monster, when her hus- oh, okay. and told her, her husband to go run after it to catch it. But he didn't see the, any monster. He only saw a man swimming. Suspect. Tybalt. I'm calling it it's Tybalt now. And based on your lack of response and that look on your face, I'm going to say, I'm right, because 90% of the time, I am. <laughs> we'll see. We're at the masquerade. We're at the masquerade now, the masquerade ball. Mm-hmm. And there are a bunch of foreigners there, of course. Unfortunately, this means Paul is there. Gross. Gag me. As he's hitting on Juliet again, Roma swoops in out of nowhere in a disguise and cuts in to their, their dance. Love to see it. Love to see it. He tells Juliet that his father sent him to see if the two gangs will work together. To which she almost laughs in his face and says that'll never happen. Yeah. That's you, honestly. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) She tells him to go dance with her father if he really wants them to work together because he has all the power. (laughs) Roma's like, no, (laughs) he would kill me. (laughs) While Roma tries to convince her to to give it another chance, another thought, Tyler shows up and ruins everything. Of course. Pretends to be shocked. Exactly. He says he knows she's dancing with Roma and pulls his gun on him. Juliet almost convinces him he's delusional when Marshall and Benedict appear from the back with their guns drawn. This is where I say men. Men? Men. While they're having this pissing match, all around them people start scratching at their own throats, clawing it out and dying. Love to see it. Roma tells Juliet then how the madness spreads through insects. This scene horrifies Juliet, so she tells him he gets one meeting. However. One meeting. Don't one fuck meeting. it up. Exactly. However, Juliet has to convince her family to agree to this. While discussing the matter, Tyler suggests that they let the madness run its course. What is wrong with this man's? He wants more bodies to feast on because he's the monster. (laughs) Like, you're just going to let all these people die. He's just like, yeah, let's just let it do its thing. Less people, you know, it'll chase the foreigners out. He's fucking dumb. Eventually, Juliet manages to convince them all. But of course, this meeting uh, does not go well. 
Tensions are super fucking high, and everyone is accusing the other of something. Suddenly, guns are drawn. Tyler and Roma's cousin, Dimitri, are at each other's throats. It's a mess. Also, side note, Roma, while he is the living heir to the White Flower gang, he's not the, he doesn't automatically become leader. Right now, Dimitri is favored. His cousin. So Ew, we don't like that. There's some tension because his dad thinks Dimitri would do a better job and Roma just does fuck all, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's arguing. There are guns drawn. It's a mess. Until they realize Elisa Montagov is wheezing on the ground and have fingers digging into her throat. <gasps> She's been infected. Baby. They rush her to the hospital and have to inject her to keep her comatose. They don't know what's wrong with her, and she's going to have to remain sleep asleep until there's a cure. So, that's chill. That's great. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like the best life. If I could have just slept through all of 2020. Really? Like, yeah. Mm. Imagine, I get to wake up to two Taylor Swift albums. Are you kidding? You, I get to wake up 30 pounds lighter? Are you <laughs> kidding? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so... After some long and hard thinking, Roma decides he's going to just ask Julia and Julia alone for her help. Smart. How does he do this? By climbing into her window, of course. I knew it. All right, Troy Bolton, calm down. <laughs> and she makes a remark when he does it that's like, why don't you just throw pebbles? And he's like, you don't have any pebbles at your house, which I thought was really a really great callback. It was awesome. Roma tells her that she has to help him because if they investigate alone, they each won't be able to go into half of the city because they, mm -hmm. you know, have half as their territory. So Juliet finally relents and agrees to help him. The next day, Juliet and Roma meet up to go see Gutai at his house since she finally got his address from Kathleen. Shout out Kathleen, thanks. Shout out Kathleen. His assistant, Mr. Chi, answers and is like, yep. Mr. Gatai, that's me. <laughs> and they're like, uh, no, you're not. That's me. <laughs> so he cuts the crap. He asks them what they should call what he asks. He like introduces himself and then asks them what he should call them. Julia gives him the names Zulia and Mr. Montague. <sighs> Homie. We the one brain cell that they share between the two of them is adorable. It's great. I love it. And uh, Zulia yeah. is like Juliet. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. So Chi leaves, the, uh, leaves to get them some tea. Julia and Roma start rummaging around. Roma asks her what kind of name Montague is, which killed me. He like makes a whole thing about it. It's really funny. They find a note from someone named Larkspur saying it was a pleasure to meet with Gutai and would, uh, if he wants to do business with him, to reach back out. Larkspur is the guy, or the person saying, I don't know, the guy, person, being, entity, saying he has a cure to this whole thing, this whole mm -hmm. illness. So Roma really believes this to be a direct correlation after some bickering, they decide to hunt Larkspur down together tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Kathleen is investigating a communist meeting. Love that. 
She asks the people there about Gutai, and none of them are very confident in the guy's ability, which... Big mood. <laughs> yikes. But they do say they do say they see they have seen the monster leaving from his apartment so like who really knows the next day as juliet and roma are on their way to find larkspur they get followed roma sees the guy has a gun so he tells juliet to face him and open her cloak so she can he can shoot the guy with cover so like not suspicious. Don't as be suspicious. suspicious Don't be suspicious. So, once he shoots this guy and kills him, chaos ensues. Suddenly, there are three guys chasing them, and while they manage to kill one, they have to lose the the others. So they duck into a burlesque club and hide in the costume room, which I think it was a costume room. Maybe there was a. It was something else, but it has a bunch of costumes in it and clothing. So maybe it's like. The the coat check, I don't know. It's a room with a bunch of clothes in it, so Okay. Eventually they managed yeah, eventually they managed to knock one guy out and question the other man. He the other man tells him that they were paid to get rid of Roma and Juliet by Larkspur. Larkspur is the man they just went to go see, right? No. He's the guy that they just found out that he's been corresponding with okay, the guy okay, they just okay, saw Gatai. Okay. And he's, he's like, got the vaccine okay, got for it. this got thing. It. There's a lot of characters. So, <clears throat> I know. That's why I gave yeah. the rundown of the main ones in the beginning. So, to track down Larkspur, they go to the address on the flyers advertising the cure called International Settlement. That's not... <laughs> Colonization, am I right? That's not <clears throat> suspicious. Exactly. So, while this gives them no leads, because they get told no one knows where or who Larkspur is, Roma nicks a vial of the cure mm-hmm. from, from them. During this all, Benedict and Marshall are trying to find a live victim still. And, lucky for them, they stumble upon a nationalist who is clawing at, clawing at her own throat. So, they knock her out and take her to the lab. Yes! We love yeah. human testing. <laughs> uh, so Benedict, Marshall, and the live victim meet up with Julia and Roma at the lab. Lawrence begins running tests to find a cure, but has no luck because he can't find anything wrong with this woman. She's perfectly fine. All her vitals check out. Fortunately, though, Lawrence looks at the cure and can tell that it seems to be legit since there's an opiate in it. The opiate is Lernacrom, that- the same drug Walter Dexter was trying to sell. Oh my god, so in he the beginning. started all of this and he's working with Tybalt to get people infected so that him and Tybalt can make a, bu- f- a fuck ton of money together. Maybe they're lovers. Oh god, dirty lovers in the night. <gasps> Scandal. <laughs> Scandal. Um, and also, while at Lauren's lab, he shows them all these, like, things he's working on like potions and whatnot and he shows them this one that will make you look like you're dead stop your heart for like three hours and then you'll be totally fine oh my god nick fury sound familiar that's what that reminded me of <laughs> winter soldier oh that's in the it's in the original <laughs> <laughs> romeo and juliet <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> 
No, I'm thinking of when in Winter Soldier when they like try to kill Nick Fury, so he takes something to slow down his heart rate, so they think he's dead. <laughs> Two types of people in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that, that's on oh me, my guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was funny though. That was a good one. Me, automatically, oh my gosh, it's a callback to Romeo and Juliet in this book <laughs> about Romeo and Juliet. You, Marvel. Haley's <laughs> gonna be so happy. <sighs> Chloe Gong, I'm I am so, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that, that I am the way that I am. My brain doesn't process. By the way, everyone should go follow Chloe on Twitter. She's really funny. <laughs> so. This means Juliet is kicking herself for not being nicer to, pa- to Paul and Walter. But honestly, I do not blame this sis because Paul was creepy as fuck. So, like, who cares? Mm-hmm. But now she decides to put his crush to use and calls upon him to have a little chat. Okay, so meanwhile, Benedict and Marshall are walking by the river. See what I mean? They're always doing everything together. They're the dirty lovers in the night. They have some moments where they're like, you know, Marshall touches Benedict's face. He's really worried about Benedict. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. It just seems like they would be really good friends to lovers. Just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <clears throat> they're walking by the river and see the monster starting to come out of the water in front of their eyes. They rush to hide and see that the insects are coming from the monster So, it's not two separate problems. It's one giant ass problem. (laughs) So, if you kill the big guy, you kill... You kill all of them, though. (laughs) Right. Right? Which is so funny, because in the Avengers first movie, if they had just killed the mothership of the Chitauri, they would have killed all of the the soldiers, the alien soldiers they were fighting. But anyway, everything can be related back to Marvel (laughs) if you try. Oh, boy. So, Julia ends up in this motherfucker Paul's house, and he's showing her around and shit. Ugh, colonizers. And it's a pretty... I know. It's a pretty nice house, of course, because they're colonizers. <laughs> and he shows her this one room, and there are, like, four paintings of Juliet. That's creepy. It's fucking creepy as fuck. Juliet is like, mm, mm, that's creepy, but I'm going to pretend I do not see it. We don't see it. I am it. looking away. We are not looking directly at it. Because I need info from this man. So we're just going to... That is a beautiful brushstroke, sir. She literally compliments these paintings and she's like, oh, you know, I think you did me, you know, you made me more pretty than I actually am. And I'm like, oh, girl, you are just doing the most <laughs> out here. Eventually, this pays off because Homegirl finds correspondence with the Larkspur's middleman name on, names on it. Middleman's name on it. Sorry, I misread that. His name, get ready for it. It's a great one. Archibald Welch. Oh my god, is he Welch's descendant from Wilder Girls? It's all full circle. It all comes full it's circle, doesn't all... it? See, I think thought when i read that name at first was nate archibald i went there too but then you said welch and i was like oh my god wilder girls <laughs> i was immediately i almost wrote nate archibald when i was writing his name because i just was like archibald nate nate <laughs> i'm just well he's nate archibald for the rest of this so yeah literally so juliet gets a hold of archibald's police records as you do as one does and 
and meets up with Roma and she tells him she knows where to find this guy because he's like a regular at this bar every Thursday. Fun. Of course. And this is when I have to switch to the book. And that's how people would find me when I was in my undergrad was they all knew I was going to mug night every Thursday night. That's, my, that's true. My schedule, Mug like, if night. someone was really trying hard to find me, it would not be hard. Like, the consistency of which <laughs> bars I went to, Thursday it was Old City, Friday it was probably The Raven or um, The Sting. Saturdays, I was probably at your apartment drinking or in your building. Yeah, my apartment complex. Yeah. yeah. Mood. You know, I feel robbed because I was never able to go out and drink because I was 19 <sighs> in college. I peaked in my undergrad. I fully admit that. Uh, and if you didn't peak I in just, your undergrad, you did college wrong. Just saying. I did not. I just did not do anything. But I also did college in two and a half yeah. years. So. Can't relate. <laughs> so they find this guy, right? And Juliet starts fucking with him. And he's like, so Archie? Archie boo? All right, Veronica, like, calm down. <laughs> and Roma's like, all right, cut it. Like, mm-mm. mm-mm. Not today, sis. <laughs> and... They start trying to question this guy, and he's like, all right, I'll play your games, but only if you take a shot for every question you ask me. Why? I don't know. Oh my God. It makes no sense to me. Over the shoulder. That's what, I've done that. It's a savior. Yeah. It's only bad when someone's standing behind you. <laughs> yeah, 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 you can't, yeah. You, you have to make yeah, sure that there's work. no one behind you. Like, you have to make sure your back is to a wall, and you're like, ha and then toss it over your shoulder. So, yeah, he's... So they start asking questions, taking shots, and it's tequila. And <laughs> when they first take the first shot, they're like, what is this? Tequila is my favorite thing to take shots of, not going to lie. Oh. Love it. You're so brave. I love it. So he starts telling them what they, what they you know, what they want to hear. And he tells them that the Larkspur carries around this book that came from Britain. So it has basically has like the formula for the vaccine in it. And he had it before the vaccine, or sorry, before the madness even broke out in Shanghai. Oh, so we had the vaccine before it even broke out. Mm-hmm, so it was yeah. engineered and he's working with Tibble. Okay, I knew it. Love it when I'm right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so then they ask him, they, then he tells them that he basically doesn't give the vaccine out to everyone. Some of it is like a placebo. It's just like all like water. And so he basically, the Larkspur chooses and chooses, picks and chooses who lives and who dies. All right. Angel of death. Calm down. Yeah. So that's great. And eventually he gives them an address to go, like, to, to go Mm -hmm. to for where he meets up with the Larkspur and tells them, all right, kids, I'm out. Peace. (laughs) And just as that happens. The police come. Pretends to be hmm. shocked. Yeah, so Roma is drunk off his ass. Juliet is, like, drunk, but not, like, that drunk. Roma is more drunk than Juliet, and Juliet is, like, kind of, like, making fun of him because he's Russian. <laughs> and and Roma is like, I'm Russian, not an alcoholic. <laughs> and I thought that was a really funny line. <laughs> so they eventually escape, like, up the stairs into some motel hotel there's they go into a room basically and when she juliet fucking kicks a girl out of there hell yeah and is like we need this room leave 
And when the police come, she pays the police off to say that they're the police officer to say there's no one in there. So that's great. Love. And while they're in while they're in here in there, they start talking about their feelings. And is it a, add a little spice moment? It is add a little spice Ooh. moment because Roma and Juliet just like admit that they you know are still kind of into each other and they kiss. Ooh. And I know the scandal. She wants to make sure Juliet wants to make sure he's not like playing her. Mm-hmm. She's like, girlfriend, you cannot be playing me again because like I will not be able to handle it. It'll be like really make me upset. <laughs> And she, like, asks him, like, he's, like, tells her, no, I'm not playing you. But, like, I, like, my choice was my choice. I had no other choice to make. So Mm -hmm. that's what I had. I had to betray you, basically. And she keeps pressing him and is, like, well, tell me why. Like, what the fuck's up? And he basically, he just says, like, because I had no choice. And then they, we cut. She leaves. She's pissed. She just, like, bolts. And leaves them in this Good. Room. I know. So she goes home. She stews some and just gets really fucking mad <laughs> and angry and just decides. She's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go and confront him. And mar- her, she marches her little ass through White Flower's territory to Roma and confronts him. And is like, tell me what the fuck happened because I can't do this. Like, give me the answers. And he tells her that basically his dad forced, told, like, found out about their love fling affair thing and told her that she either had to, or sorry, that he had to either, he had to kill Juliet basically and he gave her, gave him a dagger to kill her with. And Roma was like, I cannot do that. Like, I'm not going to kill her. And they, like, had a huge fight and eventually the only way to save Juliet was for, Roma to give him an even bigger win, win mm-hmm. you know, like Tibble. more, you know, <laughs> a bigger kill. Yeah, please take, take him. him out. I will, I will pay you as Juliet. I will pay you <laughs> to do that for me. Oh boy. So basically he had to outline this bombing attack that they did on the Scarlet mm-hmm. headquarters and that's why Juliet doesn't trust him because the way the attack was planned it could be only from someone who knows the layout of the place. Yeah. So basically he did it all out of love oh. because he didn't want to kill her. How sweet. How sweet. I'm just going to bomb her headquarters instead. Exactly. <laughs> did anyone die in the bombing? Oh, yeah. Her nurse, who was like really close to her, died. A bunch of people okay. died. Yeah. So fuck him. What? Yeah. So basically, yeah, he had to choose between killing her or a mass like murder killing. It's like yeah. the the age old question of you're on a train and on one track <laughs> is ten people and on the other track is one person. He pulled that lever real fucking quick. Yeah, tell me about he it. He said, "Plow right into that." Is it bowling? Because I got a spare, <laughs> or he got a strike. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. So meanwhile, while this this revelation is coming to fruition, we get a scene of Tyler. I almost called him Tybalt. <laughs> I've been calling him Tybalt this whole time, so it's fine. I know. We get a scene of Tyler talking with his intel, and he's got some, he got some hot gossip straight off the press, saying that uh, Roma and Juliet were seen 
they were seen embracing in white flower territory. When and they're referring to when she opened her cloak so Roma could shoot that guy the day before. And Tyler is furious. And he said, thank you for letting me know. Um, if you would excuse me now, I must find my dear cousin. And then that scene ends. Ooh, very ominous. So Roma and Juliet, they then go to the Larkspur's house and confront him and are like, mm, bro, what's up? And he basically is like, you haven't put it together. You've gotten this far and you haven't just put it together. It's Tibble, bitch. <laughs> and he's like, uh, Gutai is the monster. He turns himself into the monster and then sends me notes for the vaccine. I don't believe, I don't, is it like, is that true or is he lying to them? Yeah. What the fuck? I thought it was Tibble. Nope. So they go and. That's some next level confront. Bullshit. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> so they they find that out and they're like, I we're going to fill we're going to kill Gutai. And as they're leaving, we get a scene of Tyler lurking in the bushes as he fucking does, seeing Juliet and Roma leave together, and he says he says, uh traitor Juliet. So He's the one that murders Juliet. Go and down. then and then, and then Roma walks in after he murders Juliet, and he's in a rage and he, rage spiral, kills Tyler, and then himself. <laughs> rage spiral. Honestly, I was in a rage spiral this morning. That's why your TikTok had like fifty notifications. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh boy, I'm scared. I already had a fifty six in there. <laughs> but anyways, Juliet sends <laughs> sends a message back to Kathleen, telling her like, "Hey sis, like you should." you have to meet me at this address where Zhang uh, Gutai lives because we're about to fuck shit <laughs> up. So <laughs> they all convene there. Kathleen, Roma, Juliet, ben- Benedict, and Marshall. I almost said Mercutio. <laughs> they all meet up. They fight their way into Gutai's apartment. And the guy like pleads for his life, but Juliet... Is like I have to do it. Like, dude, you're turning yourself into a no mercy. You're turning yourself into a monster. I can't just let this happen. <laughs> and he, she, like, shoots him, straight up murders him, and then they all leave. And then Kathleen comes out and is like, did, "Like, why didn't you do it? What the fuck?" And she's like, "I did do it." And Kathleen is like, mm, "That it didn't work." The like, you can hear like she's like the madness. Listen, and you can hear like people, you know, screaming and shit. So it didn't because it it's with didn't stop it. Tybalt, I'm telling you, Tybalt is, and that's why he was pleading for his life. Oh boy! So you get the scene about the from Roma and Juliet, and they're like talking to each other, you know, cutesy and shit. And she, she, Juliet asks Roma if she if he still loves her, and he says, "Is that even a no. question? Like, do you think I would do any of this if I didn't love oh. you?" She says, do you not listen when I speak? Me. <laughs> Me earlier in this podcast. <laughs> you, literally you. <sighs> Basically, they go back into the apartment because they're like, oh, it wasn't Gutai. It was Mr. Chi, his assistant. Oh. This whole time. Oh, my God. Because he, like, remember, he, like, pretended mm-hmm. like he was him at first. And, yeah. So they go back in and they're like, Fuck. 
we fucked up. Shit. That's why he was pleading for his life. God damn it. Literally. Julia literally thinks that and is like super guilty about it. And they go up there and it's like there's a bunch of water around them. And they get up there and they look around. They're like, they're not seeing him. But they do. You know who they do see? Tybalt. Paul Dexter. I knew that. I kn- is sitting there. I knew that he was working with the monster. He's sitting there in the water and he like wakes up and is like, Juliet. And he's like super excited to see Juliet. And he tells her that she loves her. And she's like, no, you don't. <laughs> she's like, she's like, no, you don't. Like, thanks. Don't touch my hand. Like, it's like he kisses her hand and she's like, yeah, thanks. And like wipes it off on her arm. And she's like, yeah, this is exactly, my boyfriend. That's exactly it. He's gonna, yeah. he's Russian. He's probably going to stab you. Like. Probably. Probably 6'4". Oh my god, probably beautiful. <laughs> probably. And his name was a so, Roma, uh, What is it? Romeo? Roma Montagov. Roma? Roma. Roma. It's probably, if it wasn't Roma, it would be Ivan, something like that. Like, <laughs> Russian. Oh boy. So, Paul is like, gets up and he, he like, help, he is like, holding on to Juliet. And while he's holding on to Juliet, he like, vaccinated her. It's just so weird. He straight up vaccinates her. And she's like, thank you. just vaccinated me. What the (laughs) fuck? It's so weird. It's so, it's so weird. But anyways, and they, like, then he reveals his whole plan. Like the evil villain does. He was the one they brought over. He found this bug over in England and brought it here. Um, because his dad's business was not doing well because of the communists that had come in and taken over. <sighs> and Juliet straight up is just like, um, I'm sorry, colonizer. Like, <laughs> I'm not sorry. I can't like, hear I you over bad. the sound of my people dying. He, literally. And yeah, so he brought this whole thing over to make more business for, for himself and his family and basically wants to, but still wants, to, like, he wants to, like, marry Juliet because he has, like, a crush on her and loves her, apparently. Um, and then he says he's, like, it's he's changed, um, she's, like, she doesn't, he, you know, turns back into himself after he turns into the monster, as we've kind of come to yeah. know, because she's, they've seen him after these attacks have happened. But he's messed around with this, whatever you want to call it, this madness that he, he gave Chi and has made it so then he doesn't ever turn back so he can just be a monster forever and keep spewing out these bugs. Because the reason, I should have explained this too, the reason he chose Zhang Gutai was because he was the communist gen, like secretary. Yeah. So, like, that's the way he was trying to, foc- like, he was trying to attack the communists at first, mm-hmm. um, but it just happened that, like, the monster was drawn to the river and it just... Started killing everywhere. whoever it wanted it. Exactly. So he, they start like shooting at him. He straight up books it out of there. And the crew has decided like we have to tell people to get inside because he's going to unleash this like monster, you know. This yeah. is going to be bad. So <clears throat> they all run out and try to get people to go back inside. But like no one's really listening to them, which is like. I mean, I don't know if someone started telling me, get inside, get inside, I'd probably do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm never outside to begin with, so, like, that wouldn't be a problem for me. Me either anymore, so, like, I don't blame you. <laughs> Even pre-COVID, 
I was always inside. So oh boy. <laughs> this wouldn't have been a problem for me. So Roma and Juliet and Paul all eventually converge at the same like place by the river. And Paul and Roma are there first and they're, you know, shooting the shit. They're shooting at each other and, and missing and shit. And Paul unleashes all of these bugs on to the city. Like thousands of them. But if you kill the host, they all die. So here's my new theory. Tybalt comes up behind Paul and stabs him after Paul kills um, Ro... Romo? Romo? I don't remember. Roma. 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 After Paul kills Roma... Just think Roma, Roma, Ma, like the Lady Gaga song. (laughs) Well, so Tybalt kills Paul... After he kill Paul kills Roma, and then Julia gets there too late and she's distraught, so she kills herself, and that is. <laughs> or it would be even better if it's Kathleen, love wow, a bad bitch together. that has that power, right? Oof. So, Paul unleashes these disgusting bugs onto to Roma, and Juliet sees this and is like, she's furious, she's pissed, so she launches herself. At Paul, but or she launches herself at Roma to like try to get these bugs off of him because she's immune because they washed over all three of them, but they're crawling mm-hmm. off of Paul and and Juliet because they've been vaccinated, but Roma hasn't. Mm-hmm. So Paul though grabs her and starts trying to drown her in the river, bro. I he and he like tells her he's like I didn't want to have to do Ugh, this gaslighter, you know. But you leave me no choice. I know. I'm like, uh, mm, okay, whatever. So Juliet is struggling to get out of Paul's reach because she remembers that Paul has another vial in his jacket that's the vac- like the mm-hmm. vaccine. So she eventually uh, like gets out of his hold and shoots the motherfucker. Or sorry, Hell she gets yeah. she like I think she what she does is like fling them both into the river and while they're in the river she like drop kicks them further down and then shoots them and there's like a line in the book that was like paul died with three eyes one damn uh, two two eyes and one gaping bullet wound in his head i was like okay chloe dang that yes a bad crazy so juliet gets out she rushes over to roma roma is huddled in like a fetal position by a car but He's fine. He's not dead. Miraculously. He is, oh, my God. A-okay. Like, sheer willpower has stopped him from... Oh, my God. So then Tibble does come in and kill him. Okay, I was right the first time. <laughs> has stopped him from ripping out his own throat. So then we flash forward to them, uh, to the hospital, and, and it's um, Elisa waking up. Hell yeah. Hell Ooh, yeah. Exactly. That was a good one. Oh, that was a good one. So Elisa wakes up. You're going to like this part. Elisa wakes up and she wakes up to um, Tybalt. Sorry, Tybalt. Tyler. (gasps) Tyler saying, oh, you've finally woken up. If only it was under better circumstances. Dun, 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 dun. dun. And we. Dun, 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 dun. Literally. Law and order. And we find out. Uh, Tyler is there because 
he found out Juliet is a traitor, obviously. And Juliet and Roma come in, and there's this huge fight where Tyler accuses Juliet of being a traitor. And Juliet's like, listen, I'm not a traitor. I was working with them to find out information. Like, this is, like, no big deal. And she's just kind of trying to lie her way out of it so, like, mm-hmm. no one gets hurt. And to basically to prove that... Sorry, Tyler shoots Marshall because Marshall's like going, trying to go at him. Mm-hmm. And after he shoots Marshall, Marshall shoots one of the white or one of the Scarlets and kills him. And so Tyler like insists on, on like an eye from an eye because so you killed one of ours. Now I have to kill you because that's just the rules, baby. Well, apparently. isn't that like, well, that is how it happens in the book, right? Like. Tybalt yes. kills Marcu- Mercutio or whatever his name is. I think so. Yeah, something like that. It would make sense. Or Benvolio. I think it's Benvolio because um, Benvolio I, I is like the good one. in the book. I know Benvolio. I think Benvolio was the one that dies. Well, so she chose to spice it up. Oh, okay. Add a little I th- spice. I think because like Benvolio is supposed to be like benevolent, like good. So like the good one dies and it like motivates Romeo, Romeo. to like find his And then kills love. Tybalt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Tyler shoots spice. Add a little spice. So Tyler shoots Marshall. Marshall shoots a random Scarlet gang member that's with Tyler for this ambush, and just Julia is trying to convince Tyler to like leave so they can get out of the situation, but Tyler like insists, like no, an eye for an eye, and accuses her again of being a traitor. And Juliet's like, I am not a traitor. I am doing this to get information, all that you know. And mm-hmm. she's like. I am not a traitor, and she reveals that she was the one who gave the intel to the Scarlet members about where Lady Montagov's <gasps> safe house was, indirectly <sighs> causing her murder. So Ooh, this they're not coming back from that one, right? And she backhands, or she goes over to Marshall and takes his hand off, like the wound, and then like backhands him and then like shoots him oh and like kills and he like is dead and basically like that's where and they all walk out and the book ends there but there's an epilogue in the epilogue we find out that marshall is not dead juliet gave him the powder that she stole she stole from Lorenz that stopped your heart for three hours and smuggled him out of there but so to make Tyler not accuse her of being, you know, a traitor anymore. So she, when she went over to take his hand off of his, like, wound, she put the powder in his palm and then backhanded him so then his, like, hand, his, like, arm was over his, like, face so he could take the powder, the potion. Oh, okay. And stop yeah. his heart. And then she found a doctor... To operate on, on him because he was still like uh, bleeding profusely. Yes. Yeah, be- bleeding from Tybalt's shot. She didn't actually shoot him, or maybe I'm making that last shot up. That could be possible. <laughs> and <laughs> it all happened so fast. I don't know what to say. <laughs> and they that and it ends with like Marshall is like, well, can we at least like when? How long do I have to be in here? Can you can we at least tell Benedict? Like I said. Dirty lovers in the night. Love it. They really are. They really do be. And Juliet's like, no, like, we have to wait this out longer. 
And as she's leaving Marshall, she gets a letter from Kathleen saying, here, I'll pull up the exact quote. She gets a note from Kathleen saying, um, it's from, it's a copy of a letter marked as sent by Paul Dexter and addressed somewhere Juliet did not immediately recognize, identified only within the French concession. Juliet read the one-line scrawled, squinting to decipher the spindly long handwriting perfectly fitting for Paul Dexter. She almost wished she hadn't. In the event of my death, release them all. Oh, I don't like that. And that says to be continued. So there's a second book. Ooh. And that's the end. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I liked the book a lot. Um, it was just a little exposition-y at times for me personally. I still read the whole thing and, you know, liked it, enjoyed it. Romeo and Juliet is actually one of my least favorite Shakespeare plays. Mm-hmm. So I was a little apprehensive, even though I think this book could be probably, I think you could f- safely say this book was probably the most anticipated debut YA this year. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So, but yeah. It was interesting. Wow, I, that's I love I love love a good twists. retelling. Yeah, I love a twist like or a twist on a retelling like that because I feel like it can get so like those kinds of concepts of like enemies to lovers depending on how it's like how close to like Shakespeare it is can get so overplayed. Right. And in this one, they hate each other. Like mm-hmm. before they she realizes like that she he didn't want to betray her trust, like it was a thing of of weakness and not a thing of power. That's like literally like a quote in the book. I think Mm -hmm. she like before that she fucking hates this dude. She dreams about killing him at times when he shows up. She's like, Oh, if I could only just shoot this guy. (laughs) So it's like really unique. Yeah. It's like enemy enemies to to lovers. Yeah. No, I really, I love, I love when things get twisted like that and it comes out how you don't expect. And next week we have a special holiday edition little end of new year's um and just to let you guys know after the holidays we will be taking a break to spend some time with our families and not that we haven't spent enough time with them during this (laughs) pandemic but to get a well-earned break so we're gonna be retooling as well yes we're definitely trying to like we've always said we want to make this podcast as fun for you guys to listen to as it is for us to record and make. And so, like we said in the beginning, if you have any constructive criticism or or ideas that you think would make this better, we're always willing to listen. We always want to hear your opinions. So please, please, please rate and, and leave a review so we can be the best that we can be. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you were going to say something. That's why I was like... No. Okay. Retweet. Retweet. What she said. <laughs> so, you, so, yes, please rate, review. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bookaholics Pod. Where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads, Alicia Reads 13, or on Storygraph, Alicia Reads. And you can find me on Twitter at HBI Cheska or on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye.